Good day, good night, good evening, and welcome to a 142nd podcast. We're dropping in for a nice and short and sweet podcast because we have a lovely Janina who was out in the Cleveland Open, and she's going to give us some word of the day and tell us what was going on and how she left the tournament, if they would be inviting her back and all that good stuff. <laughs> and whether she, we should even care about the challenger because, you know, in the past, it was just reels checking this out, but you know, all of a sudden now, Janine is all about the challenges. But before I go any further, let me introduce my co-hostesses with the mostesses. We have Andreen from Soli Tennis Travels. How are you, girl? I'm good. Are you in your house? Are you in a boat? Are you in some secret? Ah, I should be in a boat because it's raining a lot here in LA, but I'm in my house. Mm. I have no reason to leave it until I have to go out. Um, probably tomorrow afternoon. Um, so I've been like in my PJs. I love it. What you is know with that all this means, rain? Janina, right? Janina, you know that by Thursday, she's going to send us a text saying, you know, hey, bitches, <laughs> I'm in Canada. Right. Hey, I'm in Oslo. Not even. Andrew, you don't even know what's happening yet. This is how this works. Like, you're like, no, I'm laying low. And then you're like, oh, well, I saw this really good deal. And boom, I'm in Portugal. Yeah, I'm on a work trip. I'm on a work trip in Florida. That's how that this is how I like to live my life. Um, no, but um, yeah, it's been it's been kind of nice to have the rain. Obviously, we need it, but ugh, our drainage system is problematic to say the least here. I mean, we should have totally opened with Tony, Tony, Tony's old It Never Rains in Southern California because every time somebody mentions rain in LA, this is what I think about. I'm just like, it's not supposed to rain there. There's a whole fucking song about it. Oh, it needs to rain because you know when there's a drug, when, when there's drug precautions, these rich motherfuckers be like, oh my God, I need to water my lawn. Like, how can I have my drug packet? And I hate to see these struggle rich people going on about their lawn. I just hate to see those. <laughs> so thank God, let rain, rain, stay, please. Bear us, rich white people's problem. Oh but God. you know, uh, we have Janina from far in Ohio who has been getting out much, and she's been putting herself out there and hobnobbing with the ATP lower ranks. You know, trying <laughs> to, uh, you know, are they even certified or numbered? I don't know. Like that's, that's up for that's up for question, right? Like we don't know. Are they real professionals just yet? ATP might say different. How are you, Janina? Janina, is she there? Did we lose her? She left us. <laughs> <laughs> well, while we wait for Janina to get back from wherever she went to, we have Reels, the homosexual of the podcast. And I'm not sure what to say right now because Janina is the agenda. But... <laughs> While we wait for Janina to come back from wherever she went to, let's just get into a little bit of result. There was some tennis going on. I mean, I can't speak on the Davis Cup because the format was all over the place. And quite honestly, I didn't keep up with that. But I do know that there were some ladies' events going on. And yeah. I do know that some men, well, a man, John Millman, watched at least one. And the only <laughs> thing he could talk about was not the results, but that, you know, someone took a, a, a medical timeout. And he felt it's time for the abuse to stop. <laughs> I mean, what you know? 
I don't even know what to say. So, what what was the match? What's the anyway, match? And did you watch it? Uh, Am I back? You know, that, that was, yes, yes, you're, you're back. back now, Gina, oh. But you're gonna have to wait your turn because you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a we had a match in Thailand. We had a tournament in Thailand, and Tomlianovic seemed like she was gonna go get it, but you know she lost the way and yeah. Yastremska <laughs> from Ukraine. Uh-huh. Um, she took the title. And uh, a medical timeout. And a medical timeout, <laughs> which John Manuel was not happy about. I mean, like <laughs> neither was Nick, but Nick makes sense. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, so 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 John Millman was trying to hook his brother. But I mean, Nick, <laughs> John Millman, it can't be y'all. <laughs> well, just, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, they had they have personal stakes in it, so it's hard for it to t- for to take it seriously. However, I did get a sense on my timeline that people didn't approve of the the MTO and the timing of it. Yeah, I get it was all beyond of that. them. It was beyond it, them, right? I get all of that, but you know, John Millman, let other people have that conversation, okay, boo? Because you can't be on the ATP tour if you were in soccer, man. You can't even be in soccer. You can't even be in soccer. <laughs> top of medical timeline. I mean, I don't know. Just look because. When he was talking, I was just like, Fabio Fanini is a figment of my imagination. <laughs> I just make him up? Well, you know, it's always easier to critique the other thing. So, I mean, the only difference is we never have the women critique the men's store. That'd be fun. Exactly. They should probably start. I need that in my life. I like how you said I did see there was one critique. Actually, I did see quite a few. Um, saucy respa- responses and actually thoughtful responses from some of the ladies because um, of a reporter, I guess, on some trash paper in New Zealand because apparently it's like, it's like I don't know, it would be like um, the star. The star or something. National Enquirer. <laughs> but I, I thought, you know what? The, the, the thing should, never, should not have gone to print because basically the guy trashes the women's final the Australian Open, and then proceeds to talk about how great the men's final is going to be. And I was oh, like, dude, God. you haven't even seen the men's final yet. I mean, the lineup alone should have told you it was not going to be greatness. It was no, but you know what? He, be, right? he assumed it was going to be long. Do you know what I mean? And growing. Oh, you know, and that's, how, that's how we measure greatness and epicness in men's tennis, right? Is it long? how long it is. I mean, quality uh, uh, be damned. It's how long and how hot. And it's how, how we measure men has. often, isn't it? <laughs> Actually, no. I mean, well. <laughs> And y'all say I'm the I'm the sex grave gay one on the podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean folks, fans listening out there, there you have it, okay? No, so, I mean, all that being said, hey. No, I saw so, a couple of comments on the I, I saw a couple of comments oh, from the I mean, I, I mean there back. is no there is no doubt that you know people abuse medical timeouts. You know, I feel that medical sure. timeouts are basically mental timeout, right? Let me just reset myself and you know try to get shit going. But yeah. I'm just simply saying they didn't break any rules, right? Yeah, so no. if you find a problem with the situation, maybe the setup is the issue, right? right. You know and what, though, come on, though, it's like at some point in time, how much detail do we have to give in these rules? You know, it's like everybody's like, well, no one's breaking any rules, but you know exactly what you're doing. You exactly. know, so, so, you so, know I, ethically, everyone's giving you the side eye if you're going to take an MTO on someone's um, when it's someone's turn to serve, when you're a match point down, or you know what I mean? It's like, come on, like we all know that there are appropriate places for you to feel. I, your 
and here and here's what here's what's so funny about it, right? <laughs> Just not even two weeks ago. Not even two <laughs> weeks ago. Someone didn't take a time out. And we were like, oh, oh brave. Oh wonderful. Oh great. Yeah. You know what I mean? And a girl took what was between her limits and everybody trying to trash her. I mean, come on, people. Well, well I mean, you, you know, you know how it is when a new player emerges and like wipes the court with people's faves. Either you love them or you exactly. hate them. We can't we can't just make rules and regulation just to affect our faves. That ain't how it works. Oh, yes, it is. That's how it works. That's exactly how it works. It falls on your enemy's pot of land, too. I don't know know about any of that, but Uh, (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And this is the thing that I have against tennis, right? I mean, you know, I I thought back, you know, I I, I think I retweeted John Millman's tweet stating, you know, um, dude, see, this is the only time I watch a woman's match, and this is what you had to say, basically, right? Is this. This is all, you know, but I mean, but Andre and I always say you can't, you can't just shoot the messenger, right? It might not be the person you want to be the messenger, but you know, there might be a thoughtful response and critique. But here's my problem. John Millman ain't going to say anything else beyond that, but that. He says a lot of things. He's been talking very critically about ITF rule change. He's been talking about pay. He's been talk- I mean, you can't say he's not, a, he doesn't talk up about lots of things. I mean, but, you know, you see, I'm just simply saying he's just going to say blow up around here and then we're done. But I mean, my thing is just like... Well, let's wait and see. True. You but well, you know what? Reels is thing. I have to say, this is a thing. We go back and forth, um, listeners, about this. Reels wants these players to have a cogent, <laughs> thoughtful response. And then they, he wants them to organize. And he wants them to get shit done. And I'm like, Reels, he's like, everyone had a job. They're bitching on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's how I'm seeing. Because <laughs> you don't like it like that, right? They're just at work bitching real. That's what they're doing. You know who's not on Twitter and give a shit about Twitter? The people Ooh. who run into shit. <laughs> they don't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, the, the way things have traditionally worked, it seems to me, is that you get on Twitter, you bitch about it, the fans get riled up, and then the fans push back enough to generate a response from leadership. But, I but, think that's how, that's, I think but that's the approach. But, but, but here's the <laughs> thing that we know, right? And I don't want to spend too long on this because, you know, we just got mentioned the other result on the women's side. Mm-hmm. The Davis mm-hmm. shit. I, I, I'm gonna have to read up on that because I don't quite understand. We know one other for one thing we know for sure. Most of the fans are not knowledgeable. They're not reading up on the issues, and they're fickle as fuck. So they're ready to jump on the bandwagon and they scream and shout about an issue, and they're not they're not playing with all of the facts, or largely they ignore the facts. Mm-hmm. So I'm just simply saying, if you're going to rile up people on Twitter, right? Which it's a platform, you know. I mean, goddamn, it gives somebody a presidency. I'm going to go try to fight. I'm not trying to fight that, but I'm just simply saying, let's, you're right. I need a cogent response. I need to find out what are the real issues here because, and it cannot be reduced to 140 characters, about 240, I think mm-hmm. it is now, or 280, whatever. It, you can't, re- because you are expecting substantive changes. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about stopping plastic bags on the court. You're talking about <laughs> work policy, right? You're expecting real big changes, right? Whether it's medical timeout, whether it's pay equity, whether it's like certification or uh, a distinction on the toll. And mm-hmm. that you just can't just tweet about it and let people be right about Because you know what? Fans don't really care. And something I learned from Janina's experience um, at the challenges is that 
thing that I think may seem pretty obvious to me, and I'm like, oh, I think I know per se. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of things that are going on on the tour that the men are feeling and dealing with, and they don't say anything about it because it, it ain't enough to be tweeted about. And they yeah. have a platform, you know what I mean? And they can organize because you know what? When one person screaming, and we know this in the office, right? If you're in the office setting, if one yeah. person is bitching and complaining about there's no staplers in the office, no one gives a shit about Debbie. Debbie, oh, Debbie ain't got no staplers, <laughs> whatever. But like Debbie, <laughs> who office, be like, you know what? We ain't buying no more fucking staples in here. So there's no, <laughs> nothing getting done together. You see how quick the boss get money, find money out of someplace and get staples together. Because if you're expecting changes to be done, you have to do the heavy lifting and you have to get, and if you want me to be involved and even to care, mm-hmm. you have to make, because otherwise I'm just seeing, a, honestly, I'm just seeing a whole bunch of rich people making a bunch of noise. Oh, and I know they don't really have money. Oh, and when nothing else work, let's blame Roger Federer. Roger and I mean, that's it. now that we're in the Djokovic era, we're gonna start doing we're gonna shift and blame him. Well, what we, well, we had that with Benoto, right? We, we had the Benoto uh defense, right? Well, I just want favoritism not for Federer but for Djokovic. Like, let's, let's do that. But, oh, I love it. I um, just, I took up a lot of time, but um, so yes, there is that mess. But you know, my if they want to talk, whatever. Anyway, on the other end, Kiki Burton's is getting back to you know someone we should care about. Every now and then, Um, yeah. (laughs) It's the wrong Kiki. It's the wrong Kiki. Yeah, it's the wrong Kiki. That I'm actually. I I, I, you know, I mean, like it is a generic Kiki. We like we like the Kiki. I, know what's really sad. I think Kiki might be her real name. <laughs> oh God, is it? <laughs> because the other Kiki is Christina, and they just call her Kiki as a Ooh. pet name. <laughs> well, we do we do like the other Kiki the best for sure. Yeah. Yes, we, we do. The other Kiki brings some sauce, you know. But you know, but that Kiki Burton, um, Donna was so excited because she beat Petra. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know why Petra showed up in St. Petersburg. Well, I think she, I think what, what did we learn? Apparently she had gotten, um, she'd gotten into that tournament last year and she wanted to sort of show her thanks and show up. Listen, she stayed longer than I thought. I thought she was going to lose her first match, but. That is true. I mean, and, and we have to say this might be a, this might be a new Petra because. Kind of, right? She's showing out. It's not a new Petra. Times. Stop it. Never get on about <laughs> I mean, Petra. Janine is not prepared to do it. Janine not do it. No, let, let, let me be clear here. Let me be clear here. I'm not getting on the bus with Petra. I'm at the bus stop taking notes, okay? <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Thank you very bus. much. And this is three times Petra showed up in three consecutive tournaments, right? Mm-hmm. The finals are better. And I mean, has this ever happened before? Anyway? Probably. Probably. Just not in the hot uh, Aussie sun. I mean, and these are what? Two outdoor tournaments and one inside. So... I mean, well, let's see. So I think Petra is racing. I think she's probably motivated to get that number one title, but she has never got to the number one. So that might be putting a little, um, you know, pep in her step this year. So yeah, yeah, she's on her interesting. way. Interesting. Should be get it, Petra. To see how that goes. <laughs> so um, Donna Vekic lost out to um, Kiki Burton's yeah. in straight set. Yeah, and but you know she still found time 
to send Andy a big huggable teddy bear. I know. Like, why on earth is Stan getting Danny. the credit for that? We know damn well Stan didn't send no teddy bear. Donna Maybe. did that shit. No, 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 no. Men don't why would you assume that. that Stan doesn't know how to buy teddy bears? That's something that fathers do for their children. Whatever. I don't think he's a good dad. I just thought he was out. They were out in the toy store together, and while Donna got a, while Donna got a toy. Actually, honestly, it's probably something somebody shipped. You know, you call up, ask for a teddy bear, and get it shipped. Exactly. Yeah, and you know what? It was Donna's country, idea. Right? It was not Stan's idea. I'm oh, certain okay. of it. That's just what I think. So okay. I took a look at the Davis Cup stuff. Okay. Oh Jesus! Listen, we just have to admit it. So basically, it seems to me. Mm -hmm. that what they had done was they had already had a group of champions waiting. Okay. Waiting. They knew that they were going to be competing in the finals in Madrid on November 18th through the 24th. This and so this is a final, this is a tournament finals. The not tournament like final, right? right? So that group, their slot was already taken care of, so they didn't have to compete this past week. Okay, so, so they got by yeah, they got by. So Croatia was already there since they were the and the last the winners. Um, France as the runner-up was already there. Spain and the USA, and then there were wild cards given to Argentina and Great Britain because, of course, you know they thought maybe they'd get Andy Murray and probably Delpo. And then this Sorry, past fellas, you gotta deal with Dan Evans. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then this past weekend, he won't be playing doubles. He won't be playing doubles. Who knows? And then this past weekend. Um, Australia, Belgium, Canada, Chile, Colombia, Germany, Italy, Japan, Kazakhstan, Netherlands, Russia, and Serbia all won their plot, their spaces so that they're all going to the final. So it's going to be like 18 nations battling it out. Um, to become the champion. Maybe it's going to be fun. I don't know. I mean, I'm, listen, you know me. I'm not attached. So if it all works, true, more power to them. You know what I mean? Like, if this yeah. is going like, mean, to. Like, hey, and you know what? I like PK. <laughs> and, I mean, <laughs> so, and, and I, think what I don't want to be. Deep. So what they're going to do is they're going to take like the top six nations as they were seated. So it's like France, Croatia, Argentina, Belgium, Great Britain, and the USA. They're going to put them into different groups. And then the remaining group, like seven through 18, are going to then be be going against the top seeds. So we're just going to have this big giant draw for yep. a trophy. I mean, yep. hello, it's a tournament. It's a tournament. But, it's, you know, a tournament. it's a tournament with 18. So with nations instead of players. names. Yeah. That's it. Okay. And, hey. and, it's, and it's taking place over a, what the course of what what is it the 18th to the 24th was it that I said so I have no idea several days you know what this one is labor cup that's all we really care about totally trying to start some shit here <laughs> no so it's the 18th the 19th the 20th the 20th oh wow it's a long set it's like a week the 18th to the 24th yeah, it has to be it's I mean, a real I'm, live tournament yeah, Andrew. Because like 18 teams they can't play all that shit in one day Hey, uh, play it in one day. Who you cares? know what? I was thinking about it. You know, people, you know, I mean, obviously it's Americanized. So, I mean, part of, I think part of the reaction to the Davis Cup stuff is also because the leadership is American, right? And so everybody's like, ah, Americans. Um, but we know that people can get quite excited about, um, yes. about a team, even if you're not from there, right? Because the Super Bowl wasn't played in either of the towns. Well, we it never have, is. I but it know, never right? is. We have a model then, of it that here and people yeah. dress up and show up and get show out. You know and what I mean? Pay way too much money. 
I know, I'm sure, but <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to be more cost effective to go to Davis Cup. I also have a feeling we just lost reels. No, I feel <laughs> me. Oh, you're there. He's yeah. like, oh, you guys started talking about fucking American football. I'm out. No, <laughs> um, no, no. But you know what? No, I was just looking at it and I was like, because we never have to mention it again. But it's like, it's November 18th is like a Monday. So it actually isn't starting on a Sunday. It's starting on a Monday. And the final, I guess, is going to be on a Sunday. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think already we already hear some players saying, mm, not bump that. So. <laughs> yeah, Sasha Zverev looking at you. But, but you know what? Great. You know what was interesting it's about fine. it? He helped him get there. I didn't did watch he? a lot of the matches, but it looks to me that making it a three setter, best of three, really worked for the young kids. Oh, I yeah. The only thing that stood out to my mind in terms of what was happening was the um, Canadian duo of um, mm -hmm. Felix and Dennis. Yep. Um, Dennis Felix is the cooler one. Just putting it out there. Stop. Yeah. Sure. But we I love mean, the black people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Dennis, I Dennis try to I act like he's important. the older brother, but he's definitely cute. got the better hair. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and think about it. Sweden I mean, Colombia took out Sweden for love. <laughs> who's on Sweden team? Now? Yeah, I was going to say who's playing for Sweden. Well, Look, who's, who's playing, playing for Colombia? Oh, yeah. Oh, but, but, you know, but you know what? Sweden might be. Um, I'm sorry. I take that back. I do know who's playing on Sweden's team. Mikhail and Elias, EMS. <laughs> I do know who they are. Uh, but they're okay, pretty young. Okay. They they're are young, young, but we, you know. Not, no, it, it, the, yeah, the best of three didn't work. So it was like Geraldo. You remember Santiago Geraldo? Exactly. Those yeah, are he's so pretty. Oh, God, I know. He beat, he beat. Did, you know, that Sweden, did you know that Sweden's number one was Ilias? That's funny. Yes. I mean, and and then, also, Colombia has a very, very solid doubles team. Yeah. Um, Farah and um, Cabral, I think his name. Yeah. Is. Did team is. So, I yeah, was, I um, yeah, Cabral. People are not gonna win that. They don't have Johansson and Magnus Norman. They, they don't. They, they. Well, no, Sweden always had a really nice doubles player. He has a nice chess. I know that Robert Lindstedt. Oh, he's beautiful. Yes, I have seen him. <laughs> oh. legs are amazing. Yes, so, are. I mean, he's kind of sweet. <laughs> Gosh, I love objectifying the men. Let's just keep doing this. <laughs> We're trying to balance it out. I mean, men have been objectifying women all the time. And this podcast is trying to, it's trying to make some levity in this world. It might oh be a good God. time to segue into uh, me objectifying <laughs> some young players on the Challenger Tour. Um, not in the era of me to Janina. You will not. Oh, no. They're all of age. Come on. Mm. <laughs> Let's okay, go. Fine. So, you know, now that we have, you know. So, I mean, listen, I mean, we're all open to Davis Cup. We're, it, you know what? If, it, if, if the players enjoy it and they do well and it turns out to make them money, good for them i mean i'm i'm not in it to for it to fail because obviously people you know I, i'm not that invested but if it doesn't work then y'all need to speak up say what you want <laughs> vote for it what you what you want exactly. as they say a closed no mouth doesn't get fed I mean, I think I, it's really bad that they have to do it in Madrid. Ooh, but what are you going to do? Yeah. That, that tournament is never a place where you think, let's go to Madrid and have this tournament. So good luck mm. with that. Um, is it on clay? <laughs> I mean, it's got to be at Caja Magica, right? That's the you only would place think, they have right? Yeah. Maybe they're going to maybe they're gonna build something new. That'd be nice. <laughs> you when know, is it right? happening? Is this the stadium? November? 
But, is your new stadium with is... the concrete slabs for seats? Yeah, and no, remember uh, the... no, that's Mallorca. <laughs> oh, okay. No, not yeah, that one. No, this is the one with all that sort of metallic covering. I mean, the best thing I could do is make it blue clay, and then I'd be happy for them. Oh, <laughs> but it has yeah. to be an indoor event though, if it's in November. <laughs> it could be indoor clay, <laughs> or is it? Mm-hmm. I mean, is it is it a kind of magica or not? Because I mean, I don't know. well, it could be indoor clay, and we could test that theory to see whether Nadal is effective in the final in that year and in championship if they change oh, the surface, right? But anyway, this Let's was supposed to be a starter tweet podcast, and we yeah, have we've already. We've already surpassed our potential 30-minute mark, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. But moving on. So, Janina, you were at Cleveland Open, and I know you had a ball of a time. You know, I'm so happy we expensed out and let you go to Cleveland Open. Mm-hmm. Um, your check is in the mail, Janina. Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> so tell us, how did you wrap up the event? And, oh, by the way, I have to say congratulations. That was an amazing interview with Nick Rubin. I enjoyed it. And I'm not just saying that because I like you. Mm-hmm. But it was really good. It was very thoughtful. I learned a lot. And that's all I can ask for in interview. You know what? I learned a lot, too. Um, that That was. That really opened up my eyes to some things that happened on the Challenger Tour, for sure. Um, but overall... It was um, it was fun. Um, the tennis was good. I don't know that the tournament itself was good. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I'm being honest. I mean, listen. So wh- I think why why would you say why would that it, part of it make you pause? Um, it. This is the first time that people have put this on here, right? So mm-hmm. there's just so many things. Um, I didn't even learn until almost the end of the week. And mind you, I went every day. Mm -hmm. I didn't, well, I didn't go for qualifying, but I started, you know, Monday. Mm -hmm. Um, There were, there are practice courts behind everything that you saw on camera in like a whole nother part of the building. And I'm thinking, why on earth didn't you let players book these? Now, I understand that this is at a country club. Mm-hmm. There are members there and people need to use it, but yeah. they only had two practice courts for mm-hmm. the players. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if maybe possibly cause Noah talked about really how crappy the courts were, how mm-hmm. they haven't been resurfaced in 10 years. Maybe the ones behind that were even worse. I have no maybe. idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just feel like there were things that could have been done better. Um, Philip, uh, uh, Fama, his name is, who from uh, Tweenerhead um, Tennis was there, and he actually went and interviewed the Cleveland State coach. So, just to give you um, some idea, uh, it's probably by car was maybe like twenty minutes away, if mm-hmm. that much. So, mm-hmm. I'm thinking Cleveland State has this brand new facility. At the very least, why didn't they try to partner up? And give um, the players a place, you know, to go there and practice Mm. um, at the very least, because it was an issue to have five courts all in a row and on the very end of each side practice courts. It was disruptive. It was disruptive noise wise. It was disruptive of balls going all over the place. (laughs) So there are just like some things that could have been better. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, um, there were locker rooms for the members that said right on it, no ATP player access. Like, I mean, it just, the space wasn't big enough to say you're not allowed to go here or there. Or also it's not welcoming. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, why yeah. put that note up there? That just yeah. feels like already like a turnoff. You know what I mean? You can yeah. do it in a different way. Yeah, because you can let them know this is a private country club. Just right. you know what I mean? Exactly. Why wouldn't, you, why wouldn't you tell the club, I love, you know, this is a wonderful opportunity for us to host this event. You won't have access to the club for this week, or at least during these sets. Something, something. I mean, it just, so, you know, little things like that. Um, I Anyone who followed me on Twitter knows that, Listen, I'm not going to say that it was me, but I'm 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 going to just go ahead and take credit because why not, right? <laughs> there was I told you guys like the ball kid fiasco, how mm-hmm. there were none. That mm-hmm. didn't happen anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that did not happen anymore. I mean because that's ridiculous. Well, you know, oftentimes they need eyes on them for people to do the right thing, right? Or to Correct. make sure that thing work. Correct. Correct. Yeah. You have to be called out on something, right? Sometimes, yeah. So, you know, that was good. I mean, the the I, I guess at the end of the day, all that matters is that you've got people to shag balls and throw and roll and do all of this stuff, but I'm telling you some of them were, you know, grown folks and it was really, really interesting. And at How times, were the name calls? Did you feel like, did you feel like the quality of the, the Oh God. So, okay. <laughs> the quality of line calling was, tr- oh my God, was it horrendous, horrendous, horrendous. Um, and you know, I could tell who mm-hmm. was better at their job and who was not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was surprised to see the woman in the chair, Mm-hmm. who did the final because I she felt like good. there was some type of controversy and stupid controversy in every single one of her matches. Like it just mm-hmm. made no sense at one point during um, a match with Marco Scrion mm-hmm. or Giron. I'm sorry. Um, he was, he had break point match point. Okay. Mm-hmm. The ball the call on the court was wrong. It was mm. wrong. It was clearly out. Um, his opponent double faulted. No fucking doubt. Wow. The chair umpire, he pleaded. He was like, are you kidding? You know, didn't you see that? Blah, blah, blah. Her response to him was, this was unbelievable, you guys. If I said anything, I would have to be guessing I didn't see it. It was mm. right in front of her. It was but match point, break yeah. point. She wasn't watching. She wasn't watching. But then this why was, wouldn't she? But if she said that, if she, why wouldn't she say, let's replay the point? Yeah, I don't know. Do you I, know because, what I mean? Because it's like, if you admit that, you know what, I'm going to guess. So why don't I err on the side? Well, of because the, the, the line judge called it good. Oh, so she so had to she go just she went had to with defer. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think but listen, like that. If you can't, yeah, you have to defer. I was on the line. I mean, everybody that was there was like, oh, my God, it was so far out. It cost them a match. I mean, it just, you know what, if that, yeah, I don't know. It, it doesn't matter. But it was her over and over and over again that I saw, like, make these weird calls or yeah. non-calls. Um, the They're definitely, you know, they're, there's a reason why um, – at the upper level of the tour, there are mm-hmm. so many line judges. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually heard a line judge say, I'm getting tired. I need to go off for a little while. Yeah, I need somebody sure. to come. Well, nobody was coming. Mm. So that's an issue. You know, and, and I saw a girl. I wanted to talk to her, but there were really only a couple that were friendly at the least. Um, she was so young. And I thought, how did you get here? Because 
I mean, she maybe she was older than she looked, but if I had to guess, she wasn't much older than 18, 19 years old. Mm -hmm. And I thought, don't you have to like do something to get this job? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I so that was kind of weird, but yeah, the the level of call and I it was way low, I felt like. And I and um Darian King uh from Barbados got some really shit calls in his final match of mm -hmm. the tournament and I saw him in the hall and I was like you got some shit calls man and he said every time every fucking time that's and just sad. gave me a high five and that's something that I pretty much from everybody on that was there it was this is it's this is always happening you have to do better constantly that was probably the most consistent thing was the players upset about the quality of uh the line calling yeah. and how this happens all the time so that was really kind of disheartening because yep. i feel like um if the atp the itf whoever i don't even know who's in charge anymore mm -hmm. um but if they would just put in a little bit more money at that level to make things happen, it would be of a more equal playing field. Well, you know, I mean, with their rebranding and their reshuffling, I mean, I think this is the time for us to see if they're going to put their money where their mouth is, really. Because, you, because they actually, for the first, I mean, this is now their new rebranded um, Challenger Tour, right? Which is what you talked about, how the Challenger Tours are all going to have now like a five ATP Challenger category based on the prize money, similar to like the 250, 500 and all of that. Oh, and can we just have a correction? Because I was totally wrong about that. You were mm -hmm. right. I did read about it. The level, the number after the Challenger, like Cleveland was a Challenger 90. That's it's the point. points. It's points. Yeah. Point. Yeah. So it's going to be good. So now it's like, I think, I think there's this intention of professionalizing this, this, this tier. So that's much more of a legitimate pathway. Um, and I think you were right about that. They were going to cover um, the hotel accommodation, which is huge. That's very big. I mean, I think. Yeah, but I did you catch right. what Noah said about that though? What did he say? They they are helping. However, if you don't make it to a certain point in the tournament, you're still on your own. Right. What? So, so it's yeah, not for the whole time. It is it's not, not for the whole time. So it's only guaranteed for a certain part of the the draw. So, so the, the, the people in the squad oh, for, all the main, for all the yeah. main draw players. For so all the so players. if no, no, you, no, no, not even that. No, it's, if you, you get to like a certain point in the tournament, like to the quarterfinal, you have to last so long you have no, to have played yeah. you know you have to be there and be playing mm -hmm. for at least three days it used to That's be ridiculous. five or something Do you know what? yes it is you know what the atp is so funny because if you go to their website right now it says it does not say anything like that all it says is that all atp challenger tournaments will provide hotel accommodations for all main draw players at yeah. no point in time does it make any distinction about when no. that accommodation no nope. it does not but, but, but so you know it's not helpful i mean yes of course it's helpful any help is helpful because these players don't make any kind of money uh the winner of this tournament got a check for just over ten thousand dollars you know mm -hmm. that's nothing you've played you've played five well in this case more because he played qualifying but typically you've played you know five six seven matches in a row and you get ten thousand dollars yeah I mean, I mean, listen, people are going to have to begin to advocate really clearly for this tour. I mean, we'll have to see what the legacy of the next, um, 
you know, the next ATP president and um, the next ATP council members are, because I think with this rebranding of the tour and saying that they're trying to professionalize it, they should begin to, they should begin to offer other, other incentives for people. I mean, I mean, you and know, it, you know, they should be, they should be throwing money at this level because this is supposedly this the is level, where right? Talent is, right? This is what you want to develop. That's exactly what I said, that, Nina. This is, this yeah. is the step below and the let me main tell you draw. The main tour. Mm -hmm. Because after something. this is 250. There's, it's, I mean, I saw it with my own eyes. I have never been a fan of this level of the tour. I've never paid it any attention ever, ever. Um, and I was just like, wow. And like I said before, you know, yeah, you notice a difference. You absolutely notice a difference. You know, like I said, the misses are bigger. That's the biggest difference. The misses are just way bigger. Um, but I'm just like, holy shit. You know, you've never even heard of this person. And you feel like you could put them on a court with anybody and they could hold their own. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that they're going to beat everybody at the top. But when you look at the numbers, when you when you look at sheer numbers of what 100 are ranked compared mm -hmm. to these guys that I watched play this week, there's not a huge disparity. Mm -hmm. There's not. It's really close. So um, and I guess, you know, the rankings are designed to keep people of somewhat equal play at equal levels, right? I mean, that is the point of it, mm -hmm. um, somewhat. So I think that I've always thought of the challenger level to be so much further below and it's mm -hmm. just, it's not, it's not. It's yeah. like the reserves, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm trying to think the of bench. like, they're, they're the, the bench. bench. They are the bench, you know, Who's the bench the the bench is deep and the bench is deep. And the bench is deep as fuck. Well, I mean, I, but I, think, so I think their intention is to not have the bench be that deep, which is why they've had that mass overhaul, right? It's because but even with they, the mass overhaul, it's still deep. It is, but, I think, deep, but, but it's you know what? It's going to be a very, it's going to be so many I less think, layers. I think they did this specifically for money issues. Because if the bench is deep, you're going to have to pay people because people are going to complain that they ain't just enough spots for people to be at all these tournaments, right? Because they're limiting the tournaments and also they're limiting the amount of money tournaments can pay, right? Because 250 can't pay more than 500. Right. 500 sure. can't pay more than 1,000 masters. Except to be honest, they're limiting, basically they're limiting the numbers because at the end of the day, if you're on this tour and you can't make a livelihood, then why are you there? I mean, you can say it's for the love of it, obviously, but it's not viable to have someone maintain a professional standing if there's if they're reasonably not taking home professional money. But look at the people who have been on the Challenger Tour for so long. Look at players like Dustin Brown. Yeah. Everyone him on the main tour it doesn't happen very much he is consistently playing on the challenger level yeah. he's not making any damn money and i mean you know what else was i found interesting they have to pay to even enter these tournaments the fees yeah. aren't large but what the hell are they paying for they're coming yeah. to put for you their, their 50 dollar or 25 dollar entry fee certainly isn't covering any cost of the tournament why are they paying to get in John I mean, Miller, can we have so a tweet weird. about that, please? Can we have a tweet God, about that? First of all, Miller. first of all, he did. So you got to stop. I'm, I, <laughs> I, I, you, if you're going to challenge him, you're going to have to follow him because he actually did tweet about that. So no, I do think you can't. You can't talk about like 
it, it is really interesting that you're paying to access a lower tier. It's almost like that's part of the punishment of being at this tier is you get to well, pay. To what play I want to know is, is there Weird. an interesting for the players at a 250 at a 500? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I don't think we've ever heard so, of anyone paying. I, I mean, right? what we hear about are appearance fees. Appearance we hear fees, about right. the tournaments paying them to come. So I really yeah. don't know if anybody knows well, that. I would, if, I would if like to might know. Be a tournament fee to get into those tournaments, it's clearly covered from whatever money they'll be making, right? Probably. I mean, yeah, maybe maybe because your first money. round maybe gets minus and you never even hear about it. You never yeah. even hear about yeah. it yeah. or realize that. To, Facilities fee or something like that. It's insane. <laughs> it is just incredibly insane. But I I don't know. I, I mean, my eyes were open. They were. I was, it was just, it was fascinating. It was fascinating to have only ever been at a Masters 1000 event <laughs> to go to this. You know, it was... It's Players. It's like you've been shopping at Saks Fifth Avenue all the time, and then they got to go down to Rainbow. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> good, Rainbow though. has some cute stuff. Yeah. Yes, it does. Uh, I mean, you know. <laughs> Not for me. Well, actually, I don't even know. There's no player's lounge. There, there's no player's lounge. They're yeah. not feeding them. They're not giving them any food. They're giving them water, Gatorade, and bananas. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Um, You know, it wasn't expensive to eat there, I didn't think. Mm -hmm. um, however, it, it was a country club. So if you're not a member, there's an upcharge. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody was... I I had a meal with a player. I'm pretty... They didn't know... You know, the ATP didn't pick that up. I mean, mm -hmm. I know they didn't. I, I watched who paid for what. So, you know, these this is coming out of their own pocket. And you figure, for me... I was coming from home, right? So mm -hmm. I could eat breakfast at home. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't have to eat all my meals there or mm -hmm. even go out to a surrounding area there. These these guys are on the road day in and day out. And they and have to eat properly. They got to pay to get into they a tournament. They can't graze like you. They can't just be eating a pack no, of they, peanuts. They, they got to eat, eat real food. Like I don't know. Okay. Well, we know, I mean, uh, hold up. Let me, let me just, you want a little giggle? Because I'm going to give you one about the food, right? Because they eat a lot. And I'm going to tell you, you know, I followed Maxime Cressy all week and he did sit down at my table at one point and start eating my food. <laughs> and then he says, wait, whose is this? Because he thought it belonged to his coach. <laughs> but I mean, you just start eating random food, dude. Like, I could have put something well, in he, there. Listen, he had just played Imagine. He's like, I'm starving, exactly. right? <laughs> so I was like, you know what? It's fine. And then my mommy mode kicks in, and I'm like, no, honey, you're hungry. You eat, right? Like, go ahead. Go ahead and eat. Yeah, shit, I'm hungry, but just eat the damn food, right? So, so <laughs> I, I, noticed, I noticed through your reports on Twitter that you you actually got quite close to him. So how did that happen? So you, you know what? I'm going to tell you how I think it happened. And then I'm going to confirm and see if this is really how it happened. But I think it happened. I, I Yes. I think that <laughs> I, I do not. His coach is black. His name is Andrew Mawir. He is from Zimbabwe. And mm -hmm. I, he spoke to me first. I didn't know who right. he was. I had seen him, mm -hmm. um, you know, just around, but you see everybody because again, it's so small. And he just was nice one morning and said, how's your morning going? And that was it because you know me, I'll talk to whoever. You're right. so, that, that's that's like an invitation that's, to dinner. You know, so, so we hung out, watched practices and, and it just, it just happened. It just, oh, happened. great. Um, 
So, yeah, but I, I think it was just like, there are not very many black people around here. And I will tell you, the black the black players, they hung together. Can you be a black person in strange towns and not hang together? And you know, we're in Ohio. It's you know what? Yeah. Club. I no, mean, this was not downtown Cleveland. This was a suburb of Cleveland called Pepper Pike. It is a very, very rich, white Jewish area, really. A lot of Jewish people around there. Um, and I never felt unwelcomed. Um, I do know that someone did tell a black man that coffee is for members only. <laughs> oh, God. Coffee? Coffee. coffee. Now I want you to know that I got my coffee there all the damn time, every day, four or five times a day. And he'd been getting his coffee there as well. But mm -hmm. you see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's another reason why it shouldn't happen in country clubs, to be honest, because country clubs have a really checkered history. And so in order for the environment to be fully welcoming, I mean, we might have to think about other spaces for these things to happen. Yeah. You know, so Janina, I have to say, I mean, I might be backing up the round tree, but all throughout your reporting, I just kept thinking, oh, so this is why this area is rife with match fixing. Because you did. And I didn't think of it that way until you and I had a conversation about it, but it makes perfect sense. It really does. I mean, because why? When you say it's right, why would it be rife? Because, because oh, hold ahead. on. Janina, when we we had the first podcast, and Janina was just like, "Oh my God, the misses are really big." Like, yeah, I, I don't understand it. And then she had the conversation with Nick Rubin. <laughs> Nick Rubin says, "By the time we get on court, we are frustrated. Everything that everything we're pissed off that we shouldn't be playing a match, and balls are rolling on court." He said, yeah. "It seems as though this tournament thought of this production, like." <laughs> Two days ago, they won't prepare to host a tournament. I like, heard from at least three different players while on court. You call this a tournament? You call this professional? At least three different <laughs> yeah. players. Like how can you how can you have a tournament right and say it's a brand new tournament right, brand new place for them to earn points and money and whatever the case may be, and the codes have not been resurfaced in like ten years. You got shitty codes with the club players. We grandpa and granny are trying to play doubles, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you have these guys. He I said mean, the courts were wavy. wavy. Sort of, these are not <laughs> slouches, right? These are not like, I mean, like we call them scrubs, you know. They're not. I do. But they're not scrubs. And they're the next level. The next place they're going is the 250, right? Mm -hmm. the, so to be, to, to be at this and face this kind of like well, in frustration. Also Reels had talked about, you know, when we when we talked about the line judges. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I and mean, that too. I mean, come on. She's like, I was, I, I would be guessing. That. Like, where were you, woman? That's your job. Like, it's match well, point. Well, I mean, and the question is, the point, do you know how much point. she's being paid? I mean, we talk about line judges not getting paid that much in the regular tour. And I'm not saying that that's an excuse for you not to do your job. But it may also impact who you get to hire to do this job, depending on how much you're offering. I mean, I think your big question about all aspects of the tour becomes problematic, right? When right, and um, Nick mentioned, uh, so I'm low. sorry, not Nick. Noah mentioned, you know, like they largely benefit in order to get around the tour. Mm -hmm. They largely benefit on the largest of others, right? People would host them, 
Yep. Who are these people? You know, but you know what? That's well, a culture. It, no, it's just that's regular. also a culture of other tournaments as well. No, that's a culture that. of sports. That's but, but actually yeah, the culture of sports. That happens a lot in um, mm-hmm. minor league baseball and stuff. We have I have a minor league baseball t- uh, league um, team and stadium that's right by my office, which is also not far from my home. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those players stay with local families. And I think that they find those people because there's always corporate sponsors, right? So yeah. you find, you know, for, for the, uh, for the baseball team by me, um, my hospital mercy hospital actually is, um, a sponsor of the field. So then you find these CEOs and whatnot, big wigs of the hospital. And they're like, Hey, can you mm-hmm. put these guys up for, you know, while they're in town for this two weeks? And can you over there from this sponsor do it? Oh, this no, I understand all of that. But my point is just that it's different because again, this is just people, right? Regular people. And who knows what element they're exposed to? Who knows who are those, who, who that CEO contact is, right? because at some point it's almost like we we see this i think it's much more happen i'm thinking more of the music like Mm -hmm. when professional like um classical artists and whatever they usually depend a lot on sponsors right Mm -hmm. um there's a word for it too but i can't be the word but anyway these people so they come in contact with a certain level of social circle there's a social circle around and whatever and they have to meet and greet oh my god guess i have an atp player staying at my home and Mm -hmm. yeah there's so much there is just so much open access. So much. Players. And all and for we one haven't even mentioned security. Home, right? We didn't even <laughs> mention security. We haven't even mentioned security yet. But, you know, just this on, and I mean, it, just the frustration, the lack of money, and all this thing is happening with these. And they have invested their lives mm-hmm. and livelihood into this thing. And I'm just like, there's no control. Because you know what I haven't seen Janina mention at all? Mm-hmm. It's like there was some... ATP supervisor overseeing this whole chair. It's like no oh, idea. you know who the supervisor was? Mm-hmm. This guy, I had no idea who he was. I had no I I mean I knew that he was someone, but I mm-hmm. didn't know who he was. I saw him every single day. He was friendly enough. He didn't want to give me the Wi-Fi password. In fact, would not give me the Wi-Fi password mm-hmm. at one point. Um and I didn't meet him until Friday. Mm-hmm. when it was the first day of paid tickets and I couldn't get on court mm. because, you know, sometimes volunteers take their jobs too seriously. Someone taught me that a long time ago and it's true. It yeah. really is true. You, you put someone in a position that they think is authoritative and they run with it. Yeah. So this was, you know, all week the tournament was free. Mm-hmm. Um, so you pretty much had free reign over whatever, wherever you wanted to sit, you know, fine. Friday, yeah. they start selling tickets. So I actually did not go down at all at night mm-hmm. or during the day, I mean. So then come nighttime, I wanted to go down on court, sit courtside. Maxime Cressy's coach wanted to go down and scout. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't let us down. I tried to do the right thing and say, where do you want the media? Because this is the first night of paid seats. And the woman says to me, the same woman who wouldn't allow someone to get coffee says, oh, you know what? That's a really good question. I think you're going to be right down there with him. But hold on. Let me ask Kyle, tournament director, didn't know this at the time, and find out. So here comes Kyle back with the woman. And she goes, Kyle says he didn't know that you were here. 
And mm. I said, well, I am here and I've been here all week. Here's my credential. Kyle never asked me for my credential. And he literally just looked at me and didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And then he looked at Andrew and Andrew said, I would like to go down and watch. I have a player still in, you know, and I want to watch mm-hmm. the competition. And he gives Andrew the weird look. And I was like, fuck this. I'm out. I'm not doing this because I'm immediately pissed because yeah. I see other people. Listen, there were only three outside media people there covering that tournament including me and mm-hmm. i see both of the other guys down wherever the hell they want um so i left i mean i'm just i'm irritated and i left and i heard him telling Cressy's coach you know of course we will have us we have a space for the players and their teams um and anyone that they want to have there but only during match play and i'm thinking to myself there is nowhere in the fucking world a coach would say i want to go watch another player my person is going to be playing this person in tomorrow's match in a semifinal in the tournament director tell them they cannot go because a there were plenty of open seats and b you just don't you don't do that the question is what's his training you know how do pe- how are people trained so check this out levels, let me tell right? you who let me tell you who this is Ooh. his name is Kyle Ross i am not familiar with his name but we are all familiar with top notch tennis we have all heard about top notch tennis tours let's mm-hmm. get you to wimbledon and the australian open huge sponsor of the grand slams that's mm-hmm. who he is he has been involved i found out in tennis since the early 90s so he should damn well know better how it works well, he's not- i mean yeah, he's, because he's also done, but he's also done like a turn. He does the tournament in like fancy Stone Mountain, I think it is. So yeah, he knows better. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm livid, and I go home, mm-hmm. and I sent an email to the person who I reached out to. No, who actually reached out to me to mm-hmm. get all of my information for credentialing, saying this is what happened, blah 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 blah. Um, this is what I have done. This is how I've been covering it. And then now I'm trying to follow protocol to find out what I need to do, mm-hmm. where you want me to be. And I just get nothing more than basically a dazed and confused look. And at this point, I don't even know if my credential is valid or should I come back to the tournament at all? Mm-hmm. So that message got forwarded to Kyle Ross, tournament director. And in mm-hmm. turn, he sent me a very nice apologetic email. Um, the one part of the email that I really didn't appreciate was he basically told me he didn't know who I was as opposed to the other two people who were there for media because they had been helping out on an operational standpoint. Well, you know what? Good for them. I'm mm-hmm. not here for that. I'm not hanging your fucking curtains and I'm not playing ball boy. That's yeah. what they were doing. I'm not doing it. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm sorry that because I wasn't up your ask that, you know, you didn't know who I was. But guess what? I was there doing my job and people were liking it. And that's really what should matter. But all was resolved. And um, he said, please introduce your, introduce yourself to me tomorrow. I'm sure I'll recognize your face, which he did. And he was very nice. But it just really should have never happened. And there was a designated media spot from that point on. So, yeah. you know, I mean, I mean, the thing is, it's weird to me that they issued a me- they issued out media passes, but then didn't plan for them. Do you know what I mean? Right. I think, again, and people, forgot who the person was. I mean, and it wasn't. You know what I mean? Because lot. maybe this is not a place where media shows up, obviously, right? But if you really? issued it, 
So then you know, I need to anticipate that media is coming because we issued it. Right. So it's like it's the communications behind the scenes. And someone did up in the beginning, right? It's not like well, you just showed. I mean, listen, I told you guys. Remember, that kid, remember how she showed up? I, I get all of that. But know? I think, some, for God's sake, somebody might have given them, you might have got right. an email. Apparently I, not. And, well, and you know what else I found? And, you know, you got to do the right thing. And I did the right thing. But I took my son with me for finals day. I did buy him a ticket. I did let him sit with me in the media section. The, listen, the well, media section. Where are you going to put him? Where are you going to put him? Wait for me. No, wave no, when I turn no, around. I, this is what I did, actually. This is I bought him a seat, a grandstand seat, which was bleachers, which you know what? I sat that seat because that was my favorite spot. So I actually put him in Cressy's player box with his <laughs> team. And I took Micah's seat and sat in it at some point because it was right behind the baseline. And that's my favorite place to watch tennis. I don't ever want to be in the middle with my head going back and forth. I can't stand <laughs> that. I hate it. I want to be on the end and just look, you know? So, so it was fun for him because he got to, you know, kind of sit in a somewhat special place. Um, and, you know, I got a better seat. But he walked in with me. I never once did anybody ask me who I was. Like, as I walked in, everybody was friendly and said good morning. But no one ever asked me for a ticket or who, you know, whatever. They just let me go. And then the day that I take my child, nobody asked him for a ticket. I got a couple looks when I took him down and whatever. I did notice later that people were wearing... Um, band uh armbands uh wristbands bracelets mm. saying where their seat was well i'm like well how did that happen because nobody ever stopped me and i put the i put the um ticket printout in micah's pocket and i said if anybody asks you if you have a ticket because you know i've got this little black boy running around in this in this space <laughs> i want you to be prepared so i'm <laughs> like you keep this in your pocket and if anybody asks you for a ticket you give it to them but i mm -hmm. don't think anybody will give you a hard time because he was clearly with me Mm. Um, you and know, and like nobody, <laughs> I found out that he does, but I, I assure everyone that he looks like his father, but y'all don't know him. So that's why you think he looks like me. <laughs> but I'm fine with it I, don't get to, I don't get to hear it very much that he looks like me, but you know, so just like little stuff, like how does, how does one enter a professional sporting event and never be asked for a ticket? How's that happen? Well, I mean, the, question, weird. The, the point you said was professional, you know, right, right. the professionalization so, of this arena, this space is going to be really key. And for yeah. all the chatter about sort of like people caring about um, um, getting rid of all of the gambling in tennis, I mean, that's one of the ways that they're going to have to. I mean, it, right? I just feel like if, if I were a bag man, if <laughs> I mean, and it's not just here, but it's just like. Because the whole atmosphere is creating this level of frustration for the players mm -hmm. of like, they don't give a fuck. I'm being mistreated. All yeah, of this hard work and effort yeah. for nothing. I mean, it's like someone give me a break or something like that. I mean, because come on now. I mean, and I don't understand. I mean, at the very least, you have to make these space. Like if you're going to put a challenger someplace, you have to agree to a set of rules and accommodation. You just have to. Yeah. It just can't be like any old place that have at least five tennis courts. I mean, no. Yeah. yeah. It was, you know, I, I did speak to um a fan who was a member of the club um during uh the um final or the semifinal, actually, Topogard's um semifinal, who he is a 
I, a graduate. He did actually graduate college. Um, and I don't say that like he couldn't, but just, you know, a lot of athletes choose not to mm-hmm. and move on. But um, he went to Ohio State. So this is Buckeye country. I mean, it is. So, of course, people are going to cheer him on. And there was also, you know, the the current Ohio State tennis star, J.J. Wolf, who has made a dent on the main tour in some spaces. He got a wild card to Cincinnati last year and run, he won a round. So, mm-hmm. you know, people were hyped for that. Um, but I did say to um, the, the man that I was talking to, I said, so this is a pretty big deal, you know, that this tournament is here for you guys. And he was like, yeah, it's huge. And I said, I'm really kind of surprised that they maybe wouldn't reach out to Cleveland State since they just got that new facility and have it there. And he says, well, I think a lot of it might have to do with the fact that, you know, we can feed everybody and offer them drinks. And I'm thinking this is a and, and that's true. And it is true. And there's locker rooms and all of that stuff. However, mm-hmm. Cleveland State, although it's not known for sports, it's a Division One school. It's mm-hmm. got a sporting facility. It yeah. always, every year, hosts part of the a NBA multi-million dollar sports facility. It just got to be if you're a Division One school. So yes. So don't tell me that there's not a place to eat. There's not. First of all, it's a college campus. There's a cafeteria. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know there is a place to eat. I'm sure that they sell alcohol. Do they sell alcohol at college? You can't sell alcohol at college, but no, you cannot. You don't. Oh, okay. So you don't. You cannot but sell alcohol in the maybe, college. Maybe campus. that. Maybe that's the breaking point. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, but you know, but here's the thing. People I, do expect that though at a but, sporting but, but 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 he's talking about maybe they can feed each other feed them as in the country club yeah there's a there is a bar area lounge area right there and the food the food was really you know okay it was good um and like i said but the prices I mean, were bad but, i mean yeah, the thing, again this is the thing i don't understand why are these athletes foraging for food basically i mean like if they you're gonna put on a drink you they should at least there should be some kind of food and they should know what type of food they get in there particularly since they have to go to doping tests they can't be eating off the street and foraging off the land. That's well, how they, they feel. Were. Yeah, they, that's that's what they did. So, I mean, it, you know, listen, God, you, you had crazy. asked before, you know, would you go back? Did you enjoy it? You know, yes to all of those things. I really, really did. It's really nice to be able to get up and close and personal with all aspects of it. It's it's interesting to see how different players choose to warm up. You know, what do they do? Um, what are their, you know, just like literally their warm-up techniques? Are they going to stretch with bands? Are they going to run around a little bit? What are they doing? Do they want to just sit and relax and listen to music? Um, it's just neat. You don't get to see that side of sports very often. You just don't. Um, it's nice when a venue is small and you're super close to the court, you know, that's, that's always a bonus for me. I love that. I will take a small court over a big court any day. Well, you um, need to start going to two fifties. We're going to have to try to convince you to go to DC then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I really, I really enjoy that. I do. Um, you know, and it was nice to accidentally uh, meet some people and be able to watch a player through the week and have them fucking win. <laughs> yeah, 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 that was so incredible. I mean, he got, he got kind of lucky though because he was match point down, wasn't he? He was he was match point down twice. <laughs> so yeah, he played. Were you screaming your head off that he was like fuck it. No. fucking partiality. You were like, I yeah. did not. I didn't make a peep. So did you did you get a chance to talk to him? I did get a chance to talk to him. Um, I 
was trying all week to get an interview mm-hmm. and kept being promised to me by his coach. Um, but coach is far more protective Good. <laughs> and he says, you know, Oh, but we got to prepare for tomorrow. And, you know, I appreciate that. I'm like, listen, I get it. I just, I want it. Um, and um, it just kept not happening. So after the win mm-hmm. uh, players, you should have said, I did you. So therefore you owe me. That's next time around. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Everybody had pretty much gone. All the pictures had been taken. Um, they were starting to tear down the venue, and there was just a handful oh, of people. Oh, and then it's been torn down already. You mean tear it down some more, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> and I said, all right, Max, I'm getting my interview. Oh, and he cool. said, right now? I said, right now? He said, here? I said, right here. He's like, let's do it. I don't know if you guys um, had watched any of his on-court interviews. I posted the one from the final on Instagram. Listen, this kid likes the spotlights. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, give me the mic and let me talk. And he will talk and talk and talk and talk some more. And it is refreshing and it is fun. Um, He's, he just, he's fun. Like he, He's cute. So, 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 so Janina, what you're basically telling us is that you have found the white whale, basically the American white man that we can cheer for. (laughs) And unfortunately, and crazy enough, he's French. I mean, (laughs) which is why you can. Which is why you can. (laughs) We will take it. We will take it where we can get it. Okay. So so I will play for you. It's very brief. Um, Yeah. Okay. Maxime Cressy's post-on-court interview after winning the Cleveland Open. So I'm here with Maxime Cressy, who just won the Cleveland ATP Challenger event. Um, this is only his second tournament at this level. First final, first win. How you feeling? I'm feeling. Uh, it's tough to describe in words how I'm feeling because I really thought I really thought I had lost that match in advance, and I somehow came back and won that second set, and I couldn't believe it. As soon as I saw that my ball out wide, and I when I realized I won the set, I couldn't believe it because he was so tough. The whole crowd was with him, and I felt like all the odds were against me in that match. And uh, he was playing such unbelievable tennis, and I uh, really had to go beyond myself mentally, physically, emotionally. And with my tennis, I have to deliver in the uh, most important moments. And uh, a few uh, changed the break in the third. And I finally, uh, I finally took my uh, took my chances in the in the five three at four three to break. So that really uh, that break really gave me the match. I, I waited for that break for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> we were all waiting for that break yeah. for a long time. Yeah. You both served really really well. Um, I don't know that I had seen him serve that good this week. Had you have you ever played him? Never played never him. Played him. No, so it was no. a I first time on the lineup at UCLA. You first time finalist. Ohio State. I was very far from playing him. <laughs> you did great. What's up next for you? Next is Dallas. Dallas. Dallas yeah. Monday. Best of luck. And, uh, singles and doubles. Yeah. We'll be watching. I'm looking for a second title. And we'll be watching. One doubles and two singles. That's yeah, right. So, so first, uh, first appearance in doubles. I won my challenger in Columbus with. With uh, Bernardo Sarriva, Portuguese player, and uh, won't you be playing doubles again in Dallas? I will play again with him in Dallas, and uh, second appearance in singles, and I win it. So, you heard it here. He said it's my second appearance, and I'm gonna win it. Yeah. Best of luck, Max. Thank you. Thank you. 
So Janina. that was very nice. Janina. So he also I'm over. telling Janina, we need to get you. Well, no, I, I might lose you, but Janina, you're ready for the sidelines. You should be on <laughs> ESPN. <laughs> she well, what what I do want to share is he actually played this morning and he won. I yeah. <laughs> it and he won in straight sets. And I was like, dude, you gotta get tired, right? And I'm like, he's playing doubles tomorrow. Janine, it's time okay. for you to quit your day job, girl. Time to quit your day job. What else do you got to do but play tennis? This is it. This is it. I mean, I guess, but, like, but you know what? I'm going to tell you what I worry about. What? Um, I watched, I told, I talked to you guys about Roy Smith, the young American player, um, college player. He's 20 years old. And he retired from his match against Darian King. And he was, his arm hurt because of overuse. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, I saw on Twitter today, Maxime's name was blowing up on Twitter. Brad Gilbert was talking about him. And I'm like, that's a big deal for somebody that two weeks ago, nobody knew who the hell he was. Um, Thanks to you, Janina. I mean, I, I mean, think, to I be mean, honest, you know, I, I bet you Brad did because he's a big deal at UCLA. Well, sure, Brad probably did. Yeah. But nobody was, you know, in yeah. general talking about him for sure. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but I'm... I saw people ask, so part of the rule change, apparently, um, there used to be a process where if someone won a challenger tournament, then they got a, some type of a direct entry into the main mm -hmm. draw if they wanted to play. Mm -hmm. That's gone. That's gone. He's mm -hmm. in Dallas playing qualifying again. Mm -hmm. So he played last night, mm -hmm. yesterday afternoon. Flew out of Cleveland, arrived in Dallas probably around 1 a.m. and played at 10 a.m. this morning already. Yeah. That's a lot. So if you're going to do that week in and week out, because there are players that do that week in and week out, when in the hell do you rest? Like, seriously. I mean, you built in some period of rest. You're not going to be winning. I guess you have to. Yeah, you I mean, yeah. You have to. But yeah. I mean, and we see, it, we see it happen on the main tour. We when do when players aren't used to winning week in and week out, and then they're suddenly like, "Wait a minute, my body's not prepared for this." I think that's no. a huge part of what happened with Joe Conta going, yeah, you know, going sure. in tournaments, sure. and you're like, "Wait a minute, my body's like, what is this?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm yeah, it's true. No, it's it's. A, I mean, that's a shame that they got rid of that piece. That seems like a very useful and helpful piece you to have. Think you would think, you would think. So yeah, that's that's gone. So mm -hmm. well. I mean, I just want um, to follow up what we were talking about earlier. Um, the BBC News just published a story, The Rise and Fall of Match Fixing Tennis Prodigy. Mm -hmm. And their main statement is that an independent review panel said the Tennis Integrity Unit had a backlog of cases. I mean, I'm surprised. I mean, there are only, what, three of them working in an office? Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're behind on your work. <laughs> I mean, but okay. And that there was a tsunami. There was apparently a tsunami of corruption within the sport. And of course, yeah. the person who they're fixing the story on is someone we've never heard of. I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Karim Hussam. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the thing that's the thing that's flawed in coverage, I think, is the failure to recognize that. The problem of match fixing is about exploitation and the fact that right. the people at the top make too much and it's not spread out evenly. But if you're going to treat this as just a crime issue and not a quality of life issue for the players who are on that level, then you're always, you know, you're, 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 you're always and also, in motion in that way. Right? And also, interestingly enough, your, your, um, 
war on corruption is focused only on the lower end when right. this shit can easily happen anywhere. anywhere. But that's what I, but anywhere. I'm saying, but I'm saying the corruption not necessarily just focus on but the corruptive element is the lack is the inequality. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like so that's actually what you should be tackling is like listen there's just not enough money at this level. Instead of you know because I honestly think that if they figured out a way to, to provide a quality of life that is okay for people on this tour, they might see that dip that they want. We, yeah. I mean, we can extrapolate that from poor communities, right? Lack of opportunities is what causes a lot of bad things to happen in, in communities. And so I think the same thing can be said about the tennis and, tour. It's like, and you can't be out here talking about match fixing is, in, is wrong and taking money from, from betting sites. You just can't. I mean, yeah. I mean, they can't really, they, they you know, but listen, I mean, I mean, I understand because, because that. I'm saying that because that because as we know in these you communities, could you could do it and do it better, though. I mean, I think what, there, there are other sports that that take money and do betting without having the egregious things that tennis does. Right, but and that's what my point for saying that is that because we do know in the real world in larger contexts, these communities are the way they are largely because of exploitation and yep. and and and, and institutionalized. Um, mechanism inequality. that are there mm -hmm. that are causing the inequality to happen and the yep. same thing can be said about tennis and when, sure. and, when, and when i try and address those issues as you point out you know and that's what needs to be addressed and again i wish these people organization that they come out with cogent arguments because just putting out tweet and a headline story is not helping the matter we're going to continue to have these problems well, I mean, I think people are going to start to re I mean, listen, this is a very difficult thing, right? These are individual athletes. These are people who are used to thinking mostly of themselves and how they're going to negotiate the if world. If thinking at all. Um, listen, I'm not going to say they're not. I think people are thinking within the limits of what's possible. But mm -hmm. I think that it's also very challenging to get a group of athletes who are basically marching, they're independent consultants. True. And they're mo they're moving around the world and taking care of themselves as best as po possible. We, you know, if you under if you like study organizing, it's very difficult to organize and rally people. They have to see each other. And they they never to come to the same consensus. They Do you never know what I mean? And, and, and yeah, it is difficult in real life, you're right. You know, I mean, that's, you know, so there's some structural problem that makes it also very difficult for them to organize. You know, they don't hang out together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like Andy Murray said, we don't like each other too. You know. <laughs> well, I think in a team sport environment, you can you could get that happening, right? A team of players come together, but with tennis, think about that. You know, maybe they can rally because together. They form a community and they have a, a thing going yeah. on because they're together yeah. all the time. Yeah, it does not really happen in tennis. So it's hard. Even the top guys, yeah. Yeah, it's you might have a country thing. Yep. But it might not necessarily. But you know what's funny? I was watching um um biathlon and they usually compete as individual, but mm -hmm. their team events, whatever, but they sort of like group together as team. Mm -hmm. And what was funny is that the French guy, you know, the, the the guy who was always winning, he didn't win one day. Mm -hmm. And he was talking to, you know, this have what is called a flower ceremony. So where mm -hmm. the top three they get medal and the people who came fourth, fifth, and sixth, they're still there and they get flowers. Mm -hmm. And they were talking, and then the commentator just like, "Look at that!" So the older guys are not even trying to talk to the younger guys. I'm like, "Why are you trying to cause shit? Like you gonna talk to the man on the metal stand? <laughs> so you know what I mean? Like even you're creating a sort of environment how the media portrays this situation. So even when they're trying to create unity, the problem can also be also external, like how people cover it and creating a sense of um, even when there's a team unit, 
because like in, in basketball, you may have like a LeBron James and, you know, people might cast, people might cast him by himself and not have, and he, he has knows to it's the a team issue. Effort. Right. I mean, he has to force the issue constantly say, this is a team. This is a team. This is a team because they're going to constantly extrapolate one person from the, the situation and create a sort of big headed swell situation. So you're right. There are a lot of issues around that will cause organization to be difficult, but it makes it easier to exploit. Right. But I mean, one thing they do have is they do have technology. Some of the players are beginning to share things on platforms with each other, like Noah's platform. I think being able to see each other's stories could be really useful because maybe mm. they'll start to hear it, think to themselves that they're not alone. They might be, I mean, I think it actually could be very, very useful for players to begin to sort of find a common space, even if it is online, to share their stories. And people will begin to- sort Amongst of, themselves, reach out to yeah. each other, even if, even if they don't, because reaching out to the public, with the public, creates an audience in mind, and you might not sure. want to have some of the discussions out in public. Sure. But reach out to each other because I mean I'm just saying all of you challenger people, you are generally see the same set of people. So probably. yeah, they probably see each other around. You've got an yeah, email so thing. You've got to have it, but you've got to have an organizing mentality. That's not something that comes naturally. There's a whole framing of it. How know? about y'all hire me ATP? <laughs> you want to hire you want to hire real so he can organize your players so they can boycott. Yeah, no, I'm I'm gonna shake y'all up with not. <laughs> Hanging around, okay? But anyway, ladies, this has gone on for more than half more than our allotted thirty minutes. But Janina, I want to say that you were a breath of fresh air this week. Um, Mm -hmm. You tweeted out a ton. You, um, really, let's be honest, you were all over my Instagram, and um, I don't know how I feel about that. But uh, (laughs) all over mine. That was the most tennis that's ever been on my Insta. But I really, I thought you did such a wonderful job, and I'm so I. I hope you had a really good time. I hope I it did. was a good experience for you. It, it sounded like it was, and the pictures were awesome. I love that you were able to take your son on the final day. That's always really cool. Um, we always love it when you go to a tournament. You know, you do you you really come alive and you bring something really special to the table. So well, you know what, Janina, Dexter said when Andrean goes somebody, he's like, "Bitch, you better take me." I'm just- <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the real deal, right? I'll be like, I'll take Janina because you know I don't want to cover nothing. Um, let's. <laughs> You can cover the Andrew and I in the same space. It's good time. Just like I want to feel like today. No, Janina knows. I absolutely enjoy being in the same space with Janina. So we <laughs> have fun times. It is good stuff. It is so it's probably it's a little, little bit dangerous. They just drink it. They just drink it. Totally. <laughs> well, you know what? I have to say, I think everyone really enjoyed you, Janina. So I think, you know, everyone is starting these damn GoFundMes. I think we might have to have a GoFundMe for you to get up on uh, on the tour again. Hey. <laughs> Where do you want to uh, go next, Janina? Specific <laughs> existence. Where do you want to go? Wimbledon. <laughs> Wow, she didn't even start at a fifty, right? No, 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 no. Keeping it real, girl. You know what? You can't go to Wimbledon. You know that you need Andre and talk about that queuing up, right? That gonna kill you. You don't want to murder someone queuing up. I mean, I think what she needs to do is she just needs to send herself. She needs to send her ass to Miami, um, and check out that new stadium. I mean, how you gonna? I mean, Serena can bond again on Quake. Quake, you you can be Quake. 
assistant to me. Like, I mean, I, I well, brought Quay Quay to the press room, guys. She did. She did. So, I mean, <laughs> I think it's courtesy of Janina that we even have the Quay Quay storyline, um, which some people might hate you for. I'm sorry. Uh, that's um, fine. Hate away. <laughs> Listen, but the next Quay time. Quay, but Quay Quay said, you know what? I got my shades on blocking the haters. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Hey, if y'all can get Serena to laugh and giggle and press, come at me. <laughs> so ladies as we close out this podcast i would like to take a quotation from stefano sissipas and it oh, goes God. it's the worst of time it's the best of times it's the worst of times sissipas you said that right you said that right uh, and I also, and also said, they call <laughs> yeah, me. You know, I want to do a plug. I want to plug a little bit. I want to plug solely tennis travels. Um, I did do a little comparison. If you are have ever have a thought yes. about going to a tournament, um, at least a Grand Slam, I compare them and offered my opinion about which one you should try to go to. And then you I also shared some pictures um, from my trip to New Zealand and Melbourne. You know, beautiful places. So um, check them out if you are interested in seeing some pretty stuff. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And you know yeah. what? Um, Andreen's a really good writer. You'll actually enjoy what she says. <laughs> Thank you. You're propping each other up. Will, what have you been doing? <laughs> yeah, boo, because you're a good writer too. Where's your shit at? Mm. I feel attacked right now. You should. All right. Good night, you guys. I mean, I create a platform for you ladies to talk and giggle, and you kind of come for me. You know what? I'm calling people. So you know, friends, we're, coming, we're coming for you. We're coming for you like John Wertheim came for you. You still oh, need to girl. Go. So, oh, you guys just stay tuned. We got there. Some. Is that there is that? Thank Do not you. even get into that, but it's coming. It is coming. Anyway, it's coming. All anyway, right. Dun, 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 dun. John, I got you, boo. Right. I do command the sales. Anyway, the wins. But um, ladies, people, folks, don't forget to comment below. And I would respond to the comment didn't last time because technical difficulties, but we're on it. And this podcast is available on YouTube, iTunes, and Podbean. Ciao. And wherever else we're copying and stealing our shit and not giving us a chance. <laughs> oh, God. I can't with you. All righty, then. <laughs> Thanks for listening, folks. Bye. <laughs>